Ah, welcome back to a special edition of How Are You Now? Oh, uh, couldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, not so bad. Uh, today's special edition, uh, we have a, uh, a very special guest uh, joining us today, James Daly. James, how are you now? I'm <laughs> not so bad. How are you, bud? <laughs> uh, I'm swell. Uh, <laughs> so so uh, uh, we thank you, number one, for joining us today. Uh, because, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Uh, oh, yeah. ever, ever since you first showed up on the screen of Letterkenny, I've been a huge fan. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we, do, we do a little... Um, uh, we do a, a little thing on, oh, on the show. You're going to embarrass me, aren't you? <laughs> I'm gonna, well, I'm going to embarrass both. I'll probably embarrass myself as well. There, there, there's, a, there's a thing that we do on the show called Fuck, Fight, Furta. And it's our version of huh? Fuck, Mary Kill. <laughs> and uh, I don't think there's a time. I'm, and I'm a straight guy. Yep. Uh, now, I'm not super straight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the time to play. Yeah. I mean, uh... but, but I will say... That every time that you've been on the show, you've always been on my fuck list. So, or, or Ron has been. Yes, Ron, <laughs> Ron has Ron. been on my fuck list. <laughs> Usually, Ron yeah. and Dax together. That's <laughs> yeah, a package deal. Oh, know, d- yeah. definitely, definitely. But <laughs> so we have we have a lot of fun with your characters because they're they're amazing. Uh, but and you bring a lot to the table. But we just uh, we wanted to chat with you because you. You're you are a, one of the newer actors on the show, uh, mm-hmm. but you I mean what you guys bring to the table, uh, what, just your you got this charisma that's just amazing, uh, and so we we wanted to uh, we wanted to get to know you a little bit more because uh, yeah. we think you are uh, definitely an interesting person and you you bring <laughs> you, <laughs> you 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 got so much going on I follow your Instagram yeah. and everything so I, I want to know about you. Well, what do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I get, well, you know. Let's start off. Let, let's start off. Let's start off. Well, the pandemic has, has definitely affected everyone, uh, especially the entertainment industry. Um, and mm-hmm. so how's that, how's that been for you in this last year and how you, what you've been doing about it? Um, it's been tricky because I do a lot of theater as well. So I work at a theater company called the Shaw Festival based in Niagara on the Lake, um, which is where I am right now. And the season last year had to be totally canceled. Um, we ended up figuring out how to do some outdoor performances like tour- in the fall, um, just like a concert series. We were going around to the different wineries in Niagara on the Lake and doing concerts uh, in the vineyards and stuff, which was like nice. really cool. And yeah, it was really nice actually once we sort of got that up and running. But uh, yeah, our whole season, which was 11 shows, a mixture of plays and musicals, um, obviously couldn't go ahead. So that was a huge bummer. And we were hoping that we were going to be able to do some of the shows this year, but the two shows that I was in, they were both musicals and they've been canceled for this year as well. So yeah, I know, but the Shaw festival has actually been really, really amazing at, um, keeping their artists employed and afloat and, and they've kept me hired. Uh, they kept me hired all last year and they've, they've hired me again this year, even though my shows aren't in the playbill anymore, we're going to be doing some more of those outdoor concerts type things and mm. trying to, yeah, trying to figure out some more, um, performances and, and, and some entertainment that we can do either on the 
the terrace or on the sort of Shaw campus, if you will. Um, so things are in the works. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I've been really lucky actually to be working at the Shaw and that the fact that they've kept me employed and, and kept giving me a paycheck for most of last year and this year. So generally speaking, the pandemic could have been a lot worse for me than it was. Um, yeah, wasn't able to perform the uh, shows that I had planned on doing, but otherwise, I mean, obviously it's been a lot of downtime. Everybody's I'm sure had a lot of downtime. Um, which has caused me to work on my music a little bit more. I'm a actor as well as a musician, singer, songwriter, guitarist. So um, it's, uh, yeah, give me lots of time to sort of switch gears a little bit and focus on some other things that I love doing as well. Nice. Yeah, I've definitely seen you put a lot more music stuff out uh, on your Instagram lately. You've been playing your guitar a lot. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that, uh, which I think you're fantastic at. Uh, and I, like I was mm-hmm. saying, earlier I, that I, I saw that fat body Gibson that you have that, that it's, yeah. it's beautiful guitar. Uh, I, I used to, I was a, I played in Rocky rockabilly bands and I saw, you know, I had a number of, number of friends who, who played those, uh, you know, the Epiphones and the Gibsons that, you know, with those big mm-hmm. hollow bodies and just have a really nice sound. Um, yeah, I've got a Gibson ES335, the semi-hollow body, and it's a gorgeous guitar. I love hearing you play uh, because it, you've got, you've got number one, you've got a great voice. You've got great ear for, for what you're playing. How did you get into that? Um, I did a lot of like school band and choir and stuff when I was, when I was in elementary school and junior high and high school. So I've always kind of done music and been a part of bands and stuff. Uh, I really started playing guitar in high school. Mom got me an acoustic guitar when I was in like grade 10 and I really took to it and, um, started writing songs about girls and stuff. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess really just fell in love with it and discovered that I, I had a natural talent for it. And, um, it brought me a lot of comfort and, uh, companionship, I think as well, especially when I moved away and uh, went to theater school, I was living by myself and, you know, took my guitar, obviously that mom had gifted me. And it, it really kept me company a lot throughout uh, theater school and just through, I don't know, the life of an actor. I'm on my own a lot. So um, music and the guitar especially has always kind of been there for me. And I just go back to it and it's wild. Like, practicing really pays off. Um, oh yeah. It does. And there's, there's also no, um, no like shortcuts. It's just time in. You got to spend a lot oh, of time God, yeah. practicing, but if you do it, like I've been playing guitar for like 10 years, I guess now or more. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm much more proficient on this than I ever thought that I would be, but it just, yeah, it goes to show like you put the time in, you, you will get better at it eventually. <laughs> so, so are you, have you become a collector of, of guitars? <laughs> like, no, not, not really. I, I have two electric guitars. I have my Gibson three thirty five, and I've got a Fender Strat, which is like my baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've got two acoustic guitars that are sort of, cheap acoustic guitars. Um, I've yet to get myself like a proper, um, I don't know, really top of the line acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think once I do, I'd like to get myself uh, a Martin, like mm-hmm. an orchestra model. Um, 
Martin acoustic guitar. And then once I have that, I, but I keep saying that I'm like, I just need this one more guitar. And then like, <laughs> That's the trap. And oh, then in man. 40 years, you're going to yeah. be like our friend, uh, Jack. Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Guy used to play he's with got a guitar room. <laughs> yeah. He's got, I mean, I think he's got, uh, four or five different Les Pauls. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got, oh, uh, he's got the, uh, the, uh, the Gretsch, the, uh, uh Brian Setzer Gretsch. Um, oh, cool. <laughs> So, and so yeah, he's he's got a he's got quite a few guitars. So, <laughs> like, I mean, I don't really have the bug for that. I think if I have you know a guitar that will serve each purpose that I need, I, I think I'm good. I, I don't really need to keep collecting them. Um, <laughs> but you could you be you could be talked into it. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how the rest of your career like trajectory. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So. Getting into Ron, how -hmm. was it that you came to, number one, get into, to become Ron, and how was it slipping into that character? (laughs) Sorry. There's so many (laughs) numbers there that I'm just doing my best to not latch onto. Um, (laughs) Oh, you can. I'm all for the innuendos. In your endo. In your endo. Ron. Um, Um, yeah, I was really stoked when I booked it. I, I, you know, got the audition in Toronto a few years ago and, and went in and did the audition and then, and then heard from my agent that I had booked it and, and then heard that a buddy of mine, Greg had booked the other role, um, Dax. And I knew Greg because we both went to the same theater school, different years. I don't even think we overlapped. I I think I graduated before, before he got to the school, but we knew of each other and we had hung out a couple times before. So I was really stoked that it was um, a person that I at least knew who they were and knew that they were a good actor and um, a cool dude. So I was stoked to start shooting it. And it was just originally written as a three episode arc and Greg and I like practiced a lot. We've got, we had that like four hour drive from Toronto up to Sudbury in the shuttle van together where we just kind of like, ran our lines and got it like got our rhythm really um locked in and then when we got to set we were just able to kind of rapid fire like spit it and everybody was really impressed with that and and kiso especially i remember him coming up to us on our first day of shooting like in between a take and he just looked at us and he was like this was good. This worked out. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. You guys have amazing char- chemistry with oh each other. My God, like, yeah. We totally were, were convinced that you guys knew each other really well before playing the roles. We knew each other super well, but like, I don't know that like, obviously the show has such a, a strong, distinct style of its own. So, um, I think that is, you know, part, well, partly why the show has been so successful is because it does have a unique style that audience members can, latch onto. And then also the actors can realize like, okay, this is the world that I'm stepping into. So I need to bring it in this sort of way. And it gives everybody's performance and the whole world a uniformity that I think a lot of art is missing. And if, if people aren't acting in the same world, mm. then the kind of falls apart. But yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously they had, they had set, they had such an incredible um, following and, and they knew what they were doing. Like they're, they're, their whole team on set just like works like clockwork and everybody's in a good mood on set too. Like it's a comedy. So like most, most of the people there are, are funny and, and the show's been successful. So there's just really good vibes around the set as well. So it was just a joy to, to come into and, and get to be a part of, I guess. 
How much of the character do you have, like, have you had any input into the character? Um, no, not really. Like, Kiso kind of writes everything with Jacob, and uh, he's he's told me and Greg in recent seasons that he'll text us when he's writing it, sort of like, you know, the months before we start shooting and he, he'll get excited and be like, I got some really funny stuff for you guys coming up. <laughs> like, okay. And then he'll be like, I, I pictured you guys saying these lines. Like I know exactly how you're going to say it. And so <laughs> okay. he's starting to write with our voices in mind, um, which is cool. So I think uh, unconsciously we're sort of, informing how he's writing the character maybe i'll say but but yeah no we don't we don't really like give input on what the character should do or, or say or or whatever unless it's little improv things in hmm. the scenes which sometimes we get to do what was it was the that like slap? the leg slap yeah yeah, yeah the yes. leg slap was definitely an improv. How, how did you come up with that <laughs> That's one of well my i favorite don't things. know actually like on set like that line wasn't even in there the like um, see these thighs, they don't tell no lies. But Kiso just kept being like, like me and Greg were wearing these tiny short shorts <laughs> and had our foot up on the, the bench. And he kept being like, look at his thighs. He's got these huge thighs. We're back to the and I was like, bro, I don't think my thighs are that big, but okay. Um, anyway, then... Yeah, Greg Greg wanted to put in actually I will say Greg had this idea to put in uh I've had five guys with a side of fries and between these thighs. And I remember Greg like pitching that to Jacob on set and then Jacob being like, What are you guys coming up with the alternate lines in the car or something? We were like, no, 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 no. We, we love Greg. Um but then Jacob I think he told me to say the line, and then Greg was like, "What the fuck?" I, that was my <laughs> <line>. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Anyway, yeah, I don't know how the thigh slap came up, but they really encourage <laughs> us to just be ridiculous and try stuff, and so um, that's what came to me in the moment. <laughs> that was brilliant. I mean, yeah, that uh, when when that happened, I mean, it was just a small moment, but I'm like, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> when when we do the like, podcast. <laughs> when we do the podcast, we watch each episode like a million times. And oh, so little man. things like that really like, especially because that was one that in the first time watching through, we were like, that was awesome. <laughs> so then every time we watch it, it just either gets funnier or we're like, okay, I see why they did that. Because <laughs> yeah, at first, at first you, you're just kind of, it just happens and you're, you're like, right. holy shit. And then, <laughs> then, you pr- then you start paying attention to your face uh-huh. and then Greg's oh. face. <laughs> <laughs> just the whole the whole interaction is brilliant. Thanks, man. <laughs> so you, you so so you guys play hockey players. Oh yeah. You're you're yeah. Canadian. Do you play? Yeah. Do you? No, I don't. Oh. <laughs> I literally played my first game of hockey this past Christmas when I was home in Newfoundland. And uh it was a lot of fun. Like I always wanted to play hockey growing up, but I just never did. I never got into it. Um, also, I think hockey is like pretty expensive and, and we didn't have a lot of money growing up. So mm. I, I didn't play hockey. I played soccer and other less expensive sports. Um, but I love hockey and I, I, I've skated, you know, growing up just public skating and stuff like that. And my dad, 
my dad played hockey when he was younger, so he wanted to get us out skating. And I played a lot of street hockey as well. So, I mean, I love the sport. I just never, I never played ice hockey properly. But anyway, yeah, this past Christmas, I just, there was an empty ice rink that my, my mom and her partner were able to get for us to go in and just like fool around in for a little while. And we ended up playing like a pickup game of hockey in there. And uh, I was like, this is sick. I wish I'd been doing this all my life. (laughs) Well, yeah, because I'm I'm waiting to see you guys take the ice on, on the show. And yeah, I'm not sure that that's ever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, cause yeah, we, we talked to uh, Jess and Kelly about their characters uh, mm-hmm. and you know, not really having any experience playing either. So it's, yeah. it's kind of funny. I mean, there's them sitting on the bench and chirping. Uh, yeah. Well, and then so many actors on Letterkenny who do play hockey oh, don't yeah. actually play it in the show. Right. Like, like Taylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know there's a lot of, uh, a lot of hockey players on the show. I think like Tyler had that one episode, maybe it was the Valentine's day episode. It was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Where they yeah. got to fool around. <laughs> yeah. And that was that was a fun one to to watch. Did we talk to him after that? Uh, I don't remember. I think it was after, yeah. But yeah, I mean, and both. What I think is funny, hilarious about that is they both played Don Cherry. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both of them. Yeah, because uh, 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 Tyler played young Don Cherry in the same in the same show, whereas Jared played older Don Cherry. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> they, the, it was the Don Cherry story or mm-hmm. something. I can't remember the exact name of it, but yeah. Those I think boys are so talented at acting and also playing hockey. They're so cool. Yeah. I, I, that's the thing I heard about Kiso is that acting yeah. was his fallback from, from, not from playing hockey. I mean, <laughs> Times yeah, are hard. a lot of people are happy about that. Yeah. So. <laughs> I know. Right? I certainly am. Yeah. He's a legend. Yeah. So yeah. Tell, tell me about, you have a fun, do you have a funny Jared Kiso story? Uh, <laughs> I mean, okay, the one that comes to mind, like, he loves to, like, he loves to party and, like, to take the cast out for for drinks and food. And he's such a, he's such a gentleman. He's so kind. Like, he'll, he'll, he'll pick up the tab for everybody at the table after, after we've done eating. And I, I just find that to be so generous of him. Um, and then there was one time, this is such a stupid story, but like it sticks out in my, in my memory. Cause I just hadn't seen him get like, I don't know, kind of let loose and be silly with, with us up until this point, but we had gone out for wings or something. And then we were getting a, a cab back to the hotel, I think. And it was me and Greg and, um, probably Dylan and Andrew and Kiso and Nathan just in this van cab and we'd all had a few drinks and Kiso kept like diving over the seat and like starting either like fighting or like tickling. It wasn't tickling. He was like basically wrestling with like Nathan or Dylan. And then he would like sit back in his seat and be like, all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> and then he would do it again and dive on them like over the seat. And he just was being so rowdy in this cab. And I was like, this is great. <laughs> That's the kind of boss you want to have, Hell right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was like, we're just going to wrestle. And I was like, sick. <laughs> Oh yeah. my god! I'm just imagining it now. 
<laughs> just a uh, yeah, but you're, you're you're imagining it shirtless. Is what, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. everyone in Letterkenny yeah, is shirtless in my mind. So there you go. <laughs> uh, I mean, seriously though, it is one of the most um, visually appealing casts. Very true of shows that you're I all watch. you're all pretty. All pretty, <laughs> every yeah. single one of y'all. You guys are not too bad yourself. All right. I'm old and, and all, depressed with terrible skincare right now. So. I, I, I do all right for being 52. You're <laughs> yeah, you're okay for an I'm old guy. I'm all right for an old guy. <laughs> well, I appreciate so, that. Yeah. All right. uh, so one of the things we kind of sort of mentioned was um, in America, we, we like to joke around that Canadian actors are all incestuous and that you're all in the same shows. So, like, if you find one Canadian show, you like Supernatural, for example, you'll find multiple Letterkenny people on that or yeah. The Expanse or, <laughs> you know, just like all of these shows and you'll see the same actors over and over. And we were curious, yep. it, like, how many, like, if you have any good stories of, of shows that you've been in, either plays or other things that we don't know about because we don't get a lot of Canadian stuff down here. Right. Um, I recently shot uh, a couple episodes on a CBC show called Working Moms. I don't know if you've heard of Working Moms. Mm -hmm. I have, yeah. I did a couple episodes on that with a character that was like very similar to Ronzi in his energy and in his sort of broiness, I guess. The character's name was Brody. So there you go. Brody. <laughs> um, and he was a real estate agent um, who's just like super stoked to sell you your dream home. And they basically wanted me to like be as energetic as possible on set. And they were getting me to like improv a little bit um, in the shoot as well. And uh, I don't want to give too much away, but he's, he's, he's showing a condo and he's like demonstrating how thick the, the windows are in the condo that they won't break. Even if you like run at them oh. and so, <laughs> to a client, he's like, watch, just, just look. And he sprints at the window and ends up crashing through the window and flying out of this condo building from the 12th story. Oh. Um, so very, very over the top and very silly, very, I don't know, the shock value of, of that. Um, when my mom saw it, she was like, I don't like watching things where you die. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I mean, she's got a point. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. There's been a couple like musicals that I've been in where I've died in the show as well. And she's like, when are you going to not die? <laughs> watching Letter Kenny. I don't yes, think I watching, yeah. Yeah. Nobody dies except for Uncle Eddie. That's, uh, you know, that's the only one who's ever died on Letter Kenny. Right. And I'm so not used to that, that as soon as you said that, my heart started beating. Like we were talking about like Game of Thrones or something again. And yeah. <laughs> like a lot of the shows we watch, a lot of people die. So. Your favorite character. Which what? Oh, They're right. going to kill your favorite character without. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <sighs> Although I do, I do have to say that with Game of Thrones, my favorite character did not die. Arya? Who was yeah, that? Yeah, Arya. Arya. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. From the very beginning. Yeah. Sassy little girl. 
with just not taking any shit. Gender you know? non-conforming. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> like that was the big one for me. I was like, yeah. yay, a girl who's going to fight and they're not making it like she has to wear dresses and shit. So. Yeah. yeah, no. The young girl who can fucking kick ass. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we need that kind of, we need repre- more representation. And I think that's the thing that we love about Letterkenny is yeah. the amount of representation that it does have and that it, it kind of, and it's funny. But it's, it's, amb- it's ambiguous representation. They don't like, it flies below the hey, radar. look, I'm right. bi. I'm going to make out with this one and this one, yeah. except when it's, you know, part of the joke, which is always great. So. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's never, it's, it's not like Glee. Where it was right, <laughs> where it was yeah. a very special episode, right? <laughs> well, it's just kind of worked into the to the plot, and that's not the main plot point, but it just happens to be happening yeah. as well. So you just learn to just kind of accept it and move on without even realizing it is the yeah. hope, right? That's, yeah, and that's definitely one of the biggest reasons I love this show. Thing, awesome. Um, <laughs> again, I don't watch like I don't watch a lot of comedies. I don't. Although I do find lately that I've been watching a lot of Canadian comedies and because, you know, binging in the, yeah. in the apocalypse. We, we've, been, we've been watching <laughs> something near your hometown. Oh, yeah. Republic of Doyle. You have? Yes. Oh, yeah. We're, 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 wow. about ha- we're about halfway through season five right now. Well, and it started, it was on Netflix and it, we were like, oh, you know, it, it's kind of like Psych, which we totally loved. And um, then it moved to Amazon. So now we're actually even watching it with commercials. <laughs> So that's, that's commitment right there. That's so funny. I remember like that show was shooting when I was in high school, I think. Um, And Alan Hocko, the star and writer and creator, Mm -hmm. he went to the theater school that I went to as well. So I just thought like this dude is the coolest and I just wanted to be on the show. Um, I ended up doing background on the show one time and thought it was like the coolest thing ever. And (laughs) yeah, that's awesome. Doyle, I can't believe you're watching. <laughs> it's, well, yeah. it's making me want to move out there for retirement. Like it's so freaking yeah. pretty. John's looks so pretty. It's uh, gorgeous. I mean, yeah, it's it's. I mean, and I'm like, it's cheaper to live there than it is here in mm-hmm. Seattle. So, yeah. And of course, I keep quoting Letterkenny, like about tree rivers and. <laughs> <laughs> anytime they talk about Labrador, like oh, oh. oh totally. I mean, yeah, like St. John's weather-wise is a bit of a nightmare. Um, Re- Republic of Doyle makes it look really pretty most of the time. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think right now they're going through like rain and fog for like, you know, seven days straight or something with just like no sun, like b- barely any visibility. It's 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 almost comical how, how depressing and dismal the weather is there, but... I mean, well, I, I, I was born and raised in Seattle, um, and the weather yeah. has definitely changed over the last, you know, 10 years or so, well, 15 yeah. really. Um, but yeah, that, that, that sounds like Seattle in the spring and fall, although not anymore. Like we're actually having weirdly clear and freezing days. Like, hmm. yeah. Interesting. So I, I saw you recently on, actually it was about a year from a year ago, you were on Poptarnative. Uh, yeah. and, and you were talking about something that I've brought up a number of times about the Shakespearean type writing mm-hmm. uh, of the show. And especially um, from, in, in my view, the skids are very much like Shakespearean fools. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, yeah, I, I and I, I, I was, when I heard you say that, I'm like, somebody else. Said that. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's that 
And that a lot of the show, like the blocking is like they're putting on a play. Like yeah, yeah. when you talk about being a stage actor, every time there's mm-hmm. a, a scene out at the fruit stand, that absolutely is blocked. Like they're up on stage instead of being filmed with a camera. Mm-hmm. And like when they're on the deck smoking, you yeah. know, all the different things, they just really feel like very intentional, like simple, but. But it's heightened in a way. Yeah. 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 It's stylized in a way that's like. <laughs> It's a bit absurdist, yes. Somehow, yes. Which, which uh, helps you buy into it a little bit because it's almost like realism. You can never, you can never make something that's actually, you know, totally real life on stage. And and even if you could, why would you want to just watch everyday life unfold on stage yeah. or in a or in a TV show or something like that. So you want a bit of heightened reality, I I think. And it's, it's really charming to watch. And, and yeah, like you said, um, the skids, especially their, their, their language is so, um, theatrical that it, uh, and, and like you said, absurd. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, they're Shakespearean fools. They are. And I cannot even think right now, um, um, I'm thinking of the cops. Uh, oh, yeah, from uh, Much Ado About yes. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I am but an ass. Yes. <laughs> like, that's that's exactly what I picture every time um, Tyler and Evan are on are in the scene together, really. Yeah. Oh, you guys know you're Shakespeare. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 um, <laughs> so I'm autistic. And when I was a kid, I was a um, hyper-focused on reader on reading, I probably read the complete works of Shakespeare before I was out of elementary school. Wow. Yeah, it's 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 a weird thing, like, looking back on that. Like, I still have a copy from college because then I took college courses. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel funny when I say that because it's like, I'm, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I am very much not a very traditionally type person. I like very... I don't know. But Shakespeare is so different because it's both highbrow and lowbrow at the same time. And if you don't understand mm-hmm. what they're what they're doing and what they're saying, you're missing half of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just yeah, I love that. I love that. It's like you kind of need to be fluent in the language before you mm-hmm. can really enjoy a Shakespeare, which is which is difficult. I mean, they do say, you know, Shakespeare well-performed. Anybody should just be able to understand it. Um, sort of like an opera, you know, operas are mostly sung in other languages, but people still understand what's going on. Um, Shakespeare, kind of the same thing, but, uh, but it can be tricky. I mean, it's a different language and even obviously back then they didn't speak like that. So he's writing in another language as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, uh, speaking of that being another language, I mean, I've seen some of those, uh, like the YouTube videos of the guys who actually go and try to recreate it as it was done back in the day. You know, mm-hmm. the, 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 with the, with the way they spoke, which was almost, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's, al- it was almost very Scottish sounding <laughs> the way, in the way that they, the way that they, they break the language down. It's, it was very interesting. Yeah. I've heard actually that like, it wouldn't have been British. It would have been a, an accent almost closer to Newfoundland or. Yeah. You know, that makes something. sense. Yeah. Cause that's almost Irish mm. itself. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean like, like, so, like <laughs> having, having watched Letterkenny and, and yeah. Republic, the, 
the bot say instead of saying bye. boy, you're saying bye. Her. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> just that 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 just that little tinge. I mean, you you know, it's the same word, but mm-hmm. it's just just a little different flavor. The to emphasis it. is different, or the you you're you're going down on it instead of up. And I'm not a speech pathologist, so I don't know what the actual it's diphthong or something. Like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's very much like. Uh, when I, okay. And again, this is totally an autistic thing that my brain does. Whenever I'm talking to or listening to something where somebody has an accent, my brain will start to try and figure it out and then it'll come out of my mouth without me meaning to. And so, so like he's gotten so used to a lot of that shit and that's why he's starting to get fascinated by it. Cause you know, if I talk to my sister who lives in BC, oh no, it's, oh no, I sound, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I have friends from Australia who, when we, when we used to do roller derby, they would purposely hang out with me at the after parties because the more they hung out with me, the more I sounded Australian and (laughs) things like that. That's sick. I wish I could do it on purpose. That would be better. (laughs) We'll say for an actor trying to learn a new accent, like to just be able to absorb it like that, that would be super helpful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but being able to do it on command is not my uh, <laughs> not my strong suit. Right. Well, I don't think anyone would our... let me act with a couple of glasses of wine in me because that's usually when it really happens. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sometimes that's what it takes. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no. It's okay. it's okay. <laughs> He's so used to me babbling on. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you, so, because uh, I, I, I follow you, and it's uh, like I said on Instagram, you did Isma. Oh, in yeah. drag, Whoa, which uh, <laughs> that was awesome. Tell, now, was that the first time you've done drag? I mean, because you—I mean, you were spot on. I mean, I really went for it with that one. Um, no, I don't think it's the first time. It's a—it's a tradition that we do here at the Shaw Festival. Um, they have these cabaret nights that they call snags, which stands for Saturday night at the George, the Royal George theater here in Mm. town, which is one of their theaters. So they have a bunch of different snags throughout the year. There's, you know, um, a welcome snag, which welcomes all the new actors. There's like a cricket snag, which is like a fundraiser for the cricket team. And then there's a drag snag like later in the year where everybody, you know, is encouraged to do drag and do some sort of drag performance. And, um, obviously there's a lot of, um, you know, gay people who work for the festival who love drag. And obviously with the, um, advent of, of RuPaul's drag race, like mm-hmm. drag has become so much more popular. And so it's, yeah, been a tradition here at the festival to do a drag cabaret night, uh, every season. And so I've participated in it a bunch of times and the, uh, yeah, doing Yzma from the emperor's new groove was my <laughs> most recent one. And definitely my favorite one that I've, that I've done. Um, I had a friend of mine who's a makeup artist do the makeup for me. So the makeup was spot on. Like I wouldn't have been able to do that myself. Um, and also the costume that I had, my mom was actually here in town visiting and she's like a seamstress and used to make me costumes and stuff when I was a kid. So I was like, mom, you have to help me make this drag look costume Yzma for this night. So like we spent the whole day making the big headpiece with like a wire hanger nice. and fabric and <laughs> I had bought a dress and, and 
anyway, it was a great uh, costume making experience for me and mom. And then like the Emperor's New Groove is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's like a classic Disney, but like, I think an underrated Disney movie. Um, um, and I think, I think Eartha Kitt is like a bit of a drag icon. Oh. Anyway, oh, so God, like, do, yeah, God, I love yeah so doing one of her <laughs> like cartoon characters was like, I think a great choice and a, a great opportunity for me to show off how well I know that movie. I'm the <laughs> who like, just memorizes an entire movie after seeing it a bunch of times. Um, I used to, I, I remember when I was a kid, like I, I would be able to recite l- gigantic portions of, of movies for my friends and stuff. And I remember doing Shrek one time for, for my friends and their parents. They were just watching me like do the different voices and do basically the whole movie. Um, so yeah, doing Yzma, I was like, I don't even really need to practice this. But doing like <laughs> lip syncs is um, a common, uh, you know, performance type uh, in in the drag world. And so I was like, I think I'm going to absolutely fucking slay this. <laughs> <laughs> and I did, and it was a fucking blast. That's awesome. Yeah, the, the look was fucking spot on, man. <laughs> You're making me miss yeah, drag fun. nights. <laughs> yeah, oh, when, I, on on our I on our my I missed my gaze. <laughs> <laughs> on, when, on our uh, our uh, not honeymoon our uh, bachelor bachelorette oh, party. Yeah. We well we started off. We started off at the strip club, and then the 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 quote unquote guys went to more strip clubs, <laughs> and me and my friends went to the gay clubs. <laughs> the and drag clubs. The dra- well, there was. We went to the gay bar, and there happened to be a drag show that night that I didn't actually know was happening, but it was amazing. And how I got introduced to Lady Gaga, actually. Oh, well, there you so. go. No way. <laughs> yes. My first experience with with Gaga was poker face on a drag stage. So that was fourteen okay, years. Okay, wait. I thought you meant you met Gaga. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no. To Lady Gaga. That would be. No, that would be awesome. That, no. That would. I mean, yeah. I've met a couple famous people in my life, but. Okay. Not anyone who, like that kind of stratospheric. <laughs> yeah, she's like one of the most famous people of all time. <laughs> yeah, at this point, yeah. Who 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 is the most famous person you've met so far? The most famous person I've met. I mean, I've met people um, after shows and stuff in New York, like on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, I met Ian McKellen after a performance. Oh. Yeah, he was Sorry, doing big it. nerds, big nerds, <laughs> yeah. big nerds. Yeah, yeah. I I met Ian McKellen, and he was really fucking down to earth and sweet. And I took a picture with him and posted it on Facebook. And every now and then, it'll come up in my memories, and I'll share it, and people will be like, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good one. I mean, that's yeah, that's better than anyone that I've ever. I mean, I've had I, the most for me is David Carradine. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that but, the airport one? No, no. Oh, that was oh god. Now I can't remember his name. Uh, uh, William Forsyth. Uh, was, I, I met him. <laughs> I met him uh, in uh, in Toronto in the airport. <laughs> and he, it's when it's when you could smoke in the airport. So this was got mm. over twenty years ago. And he bummed wow. a cigarette off me. <laughs> <laughs> Sick. Uh, I gave a cigarette to David Forsyth. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so who would I mean of of all the? Uh, well, I know Kiso is very fond of working in Canada, being a Canadian actor. And I mean, yeah. I know he's done the Hollywood thing. What's your aspiration as far as that's concerned? 
I do want to be on Broadway. I do want to be a stage actor and do, you know, a play or a musical on Broadway. That's certainly a bucket list item for me. Um, and then, I mean, who doesn't want to be a movie star? Like, sure. (laughs) Would love that. Um, would love to move to LA at some point and do, you know, pilot season down there and, and audition and see what comes of that. Um, I don't know my whole view of my career and just, you know, the arts and acting in general is a bit upended right now. Thanks to the right. pandemic. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is theater going to be, is it going to come back? Is it going to be, are, are we done with theater now or is it going to come back stronger or should I really just kind of transition now to doing just film and TV? I don't really know. Um, I just kind of audition for all kinds of things all the time, plays, musicals, movies, television, and whatever sticks, sticks. And I kind of just go where the wind takes me at this point. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's really all you can do. I mean, until, oh, yeah. un, until every, until everybody's, you know, uh, we, until we've developed the herd immunity, yeah. uh, I think we're kind of stuck. I mean, have, have you got <laughs> the, the US. <laughs> have you got the vaccine yet? Or, or are you planning on it? Not yet. I, no, I haven't. Have you guys? I, yes, I have both. And Dean just got his first one day this before week, yesterday. Yeah. Nice. So, but I'm, I'm a teacher and they realized, oh, you should probably, um, you know, do the teachers if you actually <laughs> want the kids in school. And yeah, that'd be smart. <laughs> and it was like, really like all of a sudden the governor went, oh, um, I mean, teachers are now, uh, um, able go and do it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Here we're you pretty important. <laughs> Why do you consider bumping up our salary a little bit? Yeah, oh, seriously. Jesus. Come on now. <laughs> and, and don't make us pay for all the things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We really have learned in this pandemic, like, which jobs are essential and that they are not getting paid enough to do what they do. Most definitely. So during the pandemic, so I know a lot of people have been binging like we yeah, have over the, during, <laughs> during the pandemic. Have you been binging anything? Have I been binging anything? Have you discovered um, any new? Well, I, I was home for like three months in Newfoundland um, for Christmas. I went home for Christmas, but then I stayed home for like three months, which I didn't plan on doing. Um, but I was living at home with mom and hanging out with mom a lot. Uh, we watched Peaky Blinders together, which was really dope. Oh, really, yeah. Really dope. Um, and then we were watching Outlander, which was like, we still deep. need to finish that. Yeah. <laughs> it's long. Like it's a it lot of, really- it's long. The episodes are long. It's kind of yeah. slow. And there's like a lot of seasons. Um, but a good one when you got lots of time. Um, what else? Um, I, I went back like, last night and started watching prison break season one again wentworth miller yeah and uh now i can't remember the other guy because on your show on <laughs> yeah well cause, yeah because he was also he was also on this, uh, one of the cw uh superhero shows uh but he but i i there's a picture of him that i have uh next to um oh god joel gagne mm-hmm. and i'm like they look like they're long lost brothers. Yep. <laughs> yeah. They are both that sort of like big, <laughs> big bowling ball headed guys. <laughs> with you know, <laughs> Would kick your ass. <laughs> yeah. But no, like a gentle giant. Joel is like honestly one of the sweetest dudes. That's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. He's really sweet. 
So what do you foresee for season 10 for Dax and Ron? Holy crap. I don't know. Um, season 10. That's wild. I know that's supposed to start shooting like next month from, or that's for, at some point. That's what, at least that's what Tierney said in the AMA. So, yeah, I think that, yeah, sometime in May, I think we're supposed to be shooting some more. Um, I don't know. I, uh, like Kiso did text me and Greg and say, like, I got some funny stuff in the works for you guys. Um, and, uh, I had a, I had a talk with the costume designer on the show and she said that I'm going to be back in the gym clothes. So all I can say <laughs> at this point is I think they're going to be back in the gym. Um, probably doing their chirp thing, probably <laughs> yep. just doing their Dax and Ron thing. <laughs> Excited to get back into those short, short, short little shorts. <laughs> is there, is there Plum any smugglers? <laughs> Is there any actor on Letterkenny that you haven't worked with yet that you'd really love to? Ooh. Um, you know what? I haven't really worked with McMurray. <laughs> yeah. We haven't seen him uh, much in the last... No, not so much. Bit. I mean, he was, he was there at no. the very beginning with the, with the scrap in, in the right. first episode. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, I think I've, we've kind of had scenes with most of the other main people, but I just think he, he's so funny on the show and would just love to have some kind of, Oh, because as, as, I kind of uh, want y'all to flirt with as, 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 <laughs> as uncomfortable, yeah, as uncomfortable as McMurray gets around. Well, it is, no, it's, exactly. it, well, I'm not, it's the, I'm, I'm not trying, I'm, I'm trying not to be uh, trying to trying to fix the whole homophobia thing. Uh, you got your street, you got your day, and uh, but I ain't one of you. So. <laughs> That's pretty good. Dude. <laughs> I gotta give credit where credit's due for that. But yeah, he's uh, yeah that that uh, that would be you know, and you guys need to get in the scrap too. I mean, oh, well, yeah, too. I'm like, when are we gonna? And we're going to throw some hands. Yeah, seriously. All hands yeah. throwing hands. All hands throwing hands. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm you sorry. Guys are quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, you I mean, married me. <laughs> He's looking at me like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, so what do you want to? See? Well, I mean, I know, I know you don't know exactly what's going. What would you like to see happen with with Dax and Ron? Aside from you know working with. You know, do, getting hooking up with maybe McMurray. Hooking up with McMurray. Um, I don't. I don't know. We had an idea, Greg and I, at one point. We were like, there should be like a Letterkenny Pride Parade. Definitely. Like, yes. Jackson Ron should like lead the charge in like a Pride Parade of some kind. Um, so I would love to see something like that happen at some point. Um, could be one of their holidays. Yeah, that because oh, in that well, in your in uh, we don't fight at weddings. That I mean, mm -hmm. that's one of the things that was brought up when when uh, Dan was talking about that. So yeah, I would that would be brilliant. I would love to see that. Yeah, me too. That'd be cool. Because <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, I know they like to do the I know they they like to do the, the holiday episodes, and that would be a perfect holiday. I think. Yeah, like Pride episodes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to. We need to petition Jared to do that. 
I mean, he's Seriously. already being, I know he's already being petitioned to play Wolverine, which we do not want. <laughs> we do to not ha- want that. We don't want that to happen because we want more letter Kenny. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think he, I think he would be great. He would be amazing. I think he would be an awesome Wolverine, but I don't want him to go away from Letterkenny. <laughs> I don't really think he wants that. He seems to be very happy in Canada. I think he is too, and I, I think he'll. I think I think he'll keep doing Letterkenny no matter what uh, what else he's up to. It's his. It's his baby. It's his pride and joy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. who's? Uh, who is the nicest person you've ever met? <laughs> Who's the nicest person I've ever met in my life? Yeah. Wow. Um, like my mom, for sure. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, she's the kindest. Nice. Um, that's sweet. Person. Yeah. That's Sappy. Sweet. But, uh, no, that's yeah. totally. Like yeah, that's all right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I have, I have. My own personal problems with my mom, but uh, that's uh, which uh, I, I, I I come I come <coughs> yeah I I come from a small town in Texas, <laughs> un, uh, which you know uh, is not known for being the most inclusive place right. in the world. And, and I'm he I'm, married a raging brown queer, <laughs> so his mom is not a fan of me. No. <laughs> so yeah, it was, uh, so that has not been a pleasant experience for me. And I'm, I, I love that it has been for you. And I, and you know, Tiara with her mom, I love, you know, I love her mom. Her Tiara's yes. mom is great. Um, so My mom's yeah. everyone's mom. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, that's great. I, I, you know, I, I, I asked that of every, of every, every person who I've interviewed on this, uh, from the cast and crew. Um, I think, uh, Tyler Tyler said that Jared was the mm-hmm. kindest person he's ever met, which I th- which I thought was funny. Um, I said, I mean, I, but I told him he was just sucking up to keep his job. So. <laughs> I feel like there's a big brother little brother thing going on there. Well, I, I said, Jared. I said, I said Jared's not listening to us. So. <laughs> Don't worry, he's not going to hear this. He not won't hear this. But yeah, he's always like exceptionally kind and generous and supportive and just he's like a modern day gentleman in a time where like the definition of what it means to be a gentleman is kind of like what does that mm-hmm. mean anymore he's he's a renaissance he's a, man he's a, he's a bit of a renaissance man he's he's redefining what it means i think to be a, a gentleman and to be a leader and to be you know kind and 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 take care of people he's he's the leader on set he's the leader of the show and he's uh yeah i mean you couldn't ask for a or a better captain. And he's an amazing example of non-toxic masculinity. Yeah. Which yeah. I love. Even with even, even with the fighting. I mean, he, he you right. know, it's... there are rules <laughs> and there are like things that you expect from a fair fight yeah. and exactly. you know. Yeah. So and even and even after like even after the fight, it's a shake your hand and you know. Yeah. <laughs> and you know Unless you're a DJ. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> So yeah, no, um, there's a lot of respect built into it and he gives a lot of respect. And so he gets a lot of respect back. Yeah. So aside, uh, aside from Lisa Codrington, which I, I, because now I have to, I have to exclude her because she is from what I've understand the least like her, her, her <laughs> yeah. character on the show. Who would you say yeah. is the, is, aside from Lisa is, is, is the least like their own character. <laughs> Um, I mean, maybe Tyler, because 
because Stuart is such a intense, mm. ridiculous character. Like, I th- I think Tyler <laughs> is a really confident, cool dude, and like maybe sometimes will slip into like a bit of that sinister attitude just for a joke. But like, I mean, how how could you be anywhere near like Stuart? Yeah. Stuart is <laughs> Stuart. <laughs> Word is unreal. Um, so yeah, probably Tyler. Yeah, I could see also, that. I think yeah, Tyler's like one of the one of the best actors that I've that I've met. He, uh, I don't know, his just command of of the energy when he's shooting is is really inspiring. He's uh, he's a really talented dude, and he's um, yeah, he's he's super nice. I mean, mm-hmm. I think he was the first one, like back when we barely had any episodes out, who's like, yeah, sure. I'll come on your podcast. And we're like, oh my God, what? Yeah, Cause I, I mean, I watch, I, cause I, I watched Supernatural and he was, I remember seeing him when, when he, he was, was like baby. 15. <laughs> yeah. He was a wee baby. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was, it was really, it was nice. And I, 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 I can only think that every Canadian actor, uh, is is very nice because every Canadian I mean, Shatner, Shat, I, well, even Shatner, I think. Is, <laughs> you know, I, I, think, I don't know. I've heard enough stories at this point that, uh, well, I, I, well, the, like the, I think the only one that I've really heard a bad story about was Kim Coates. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the, and that's the only one I've heard a bad story about. Uh, but uh, in any, but anyway, every other. I, I, you know, I, cause I, when I was, uh, I mentioned that I was walking, watching, uh, we were watching Republic of Doyle and, mm-hmm. uh, Patrick, uh, chimed in and said, Oh, Alan's a great oh, guy. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, I'm everybody, every Canadian actor must be fucking sweet as hell. <laughs> cause I mean, I think to make it to a certain level in the industry, you, you need to be a person that people want to be around and, and somebody who people want to work with and want to watch on screen. So I think if you're an asshole, you just wouldn't really make it. In Canada, I, yeah. Well, I, it's not, you know, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that's that's the thing about cutthroat LA. I mean, I because I, yeah. I lived in LA for a while, uh, yeah. and, and I know how, I know it's I know it's cutthroat. I mean, my my best friend that I grew up with ended up becoming an actor, went to LA, uh, and it just you know it was just so cutthroat. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I so uh, I love it that it doesn't seem that way up there for you guys. So, I mean, and that, which I guess the, the incestuous relationship of, of all the shows makes that much easier. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's like, there's much fewer people. So if, yeah, Mm. if you're, if you're an asshole, people are going to hear about it and people are going to find out and not want to hire you again. So it's gotta be part of your, uh, your business plan to be a nice person, I guess. True. I kind of I kind of admire how uh, Canada kind of treats celebrity a lot. Like one of the things um, when I was growing up, um, I used to sing a lot, and at one point actually thought about potentially like pursuing something with it. But the whole like the way that in the U.S. anyway, it's so demoralizing for people who aren't perfect. Um, Hmm. I'm. I chose a totally different path from that. But like in, I love in Canada, like especially anytime we have somebody on from up there, we'll try and like do a little research and find out what we can about them. But in Canada, we can't even find like what year most people are born on (laughs) IMDb. Like you you guys don't push that out there. Whereas in the US, I could probably find out what um, 
Oh God, name a star right now that I can't even. Like I could probably Benjamin find Bratt. I could probably find. <laughs> I doubt I'll find with Benjamin Bratt. How about I could probably find out what Benedict Cumberbatch had for breakfast? There you go. Because right. that's the way that we treat celebrity here. Everything is everybody's business, and mm. yeah, I just yeah, really I'm, I love that. Like I think a lot of actors in Canada wish that we had more of a celebrity system here. I bet. Because we don't really at all. And uh, it's hard to, I don't know, feel like you get any kind of momentum going or to build up a reputation as a, especially a theater actor, but even, you know, our film actors as well, like don't have clout really until they move to LA and start working there. And then, you know, people have started to think that they're a celebrity, but yeah, we really don't, we don't have a, a star system here in Canada, which which uh, my Canadian actor friends have been lamenting for as long well, as I can. That is a shame. I mean, because, yeah, I mean, if you think about, because if you think about it, there's lots of influencers on, you know, whether it's Instagram mm-hmm. or TikTok or whatever, that that are you would you would probably find more easily than yeah. Yeah. many Canadian actors who have been mm-hmm. working for years and are brilliant. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's, I mean, and, and not to take anything away from them, but I mean, it's not like. No, it's, it's just because the, the, <laughs> the media consumption is so U.S. centric mm-hmm. that what happens here is seen as the best, even yeah. though it is not in any way necessarily true. Um, I don't know. I, I just. Yeah. For, <laughs> like, I totally get that. Um, it would be hard to kind of make a name for yourself when you don't have things like that. Um, yeah. I yeah. Know, I mean, because just... it's like everybody has a handler down here. Yeah. So. I think like finding a happy medium between the two would be like the best thing for the entire in- industry. But, you know, everything is still so US centric yeah, where we much. really do not deserve it. Um, <laughs> So. I do. I, it does seem, though, that can, that Canada Canadian entertainment is having a resurgence, like it did, kind of the, in the eighties when you had, mm-hmm. a, you know, with the kids in the hall and 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 a lot of the things that were See, coming out. Canadian shows in the eighties that you got me on. <laughs> like that was me growing up. Like yeah. original Degrassi. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> I my grandmother would would videotape it so that when I would go up and visit, I would get to see the whole season at once. <laughs> like that was original binging for me. Yeah. Because we didn't have you know we didn't have that beam down here. True. But yeah. Oh yeah. Kids in the hall. God, there were quite a few actually. Now I'm <laughs> sorry. Yeah, no, it does seem like Canadian television, especially, is having a is having a moment right now, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great. I mean, and and so many great actors up there, uh, you know, from... <sighs> well, and the pandemic is definitely helping with that, too. Mm. Because people, like Letterkenny, for example, before the pandemic, we knew a lot of people who watched the show. And we'd been, you know, doing the podcast for a while at that point. But even people we know discovered Letterkenny over the mm-hmm. over the pandemic time and are now obsessed with it and yeah. have watched the whole thing multiple <laughs> times. And... Like this, this time has allowed people to actually sit down and watch TV again, mm-hmm. which is not really something yeah. that was was uh, super common for a lot of people I knew going into. So, yeah. like, I have friends who actually bought TVs because they didn't even have one before all of this. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. All right, yeah. right, right. So, speed round. 
Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So we're gonna, these, for the most part, these are yes or no's, but or or short answer. So, <laughs> is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Cake or pie? Cake. Favorite Disney villain? Hades from Hercules. Ooh. Nice. And that's so because James Woods is a piece of shit too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <clears throat> but, he will always in my mind, every time I think of him though, it's always, ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <clears throat> what movie do you hate that everyone else seems to love? Um, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yep. I don't know. I don't hate any movies. I don't like horror movies. I don't. Oh. So as a whole genre, I, that's kind of written off. For me. That's unfortunate. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> now, would you, would you, would you star in a horror movie? Yes. <laughs> would you go see it after you started it? <laughs> <laughs> Your mom would be like, I don't want to watch you get killed. <laughs> maybe not in the theater. I think I'd have to wait. I, it comes out a video, watch it in the daytime with lots of friends around. I mean, you know, you could be the killer. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that would help me get over the fear, though. There you go. Yeah. Um, if you had a theme song, what would it be? Uptown Funk by Bruno Mars. Oh, nice. All right. I can see that. <laughs> All right. What's next for you? Bed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's next? I'm hoping to release uh, an EP, like a five-song EP of all some of my original music uh, coming up this summer, which I'm really excited about. Um and going to be working at the Shaw Festival here in Niagara on the Lake for this year. Shooting more Letterkenny in May. Um, yeah, that's kind of it. Um, I don't have like big plans for this is the next thing that I'm going to tackle. I guess just again, again I kind of just take things as they come. And especially with the pandemic now, I'm just trying to stay afloat and yeah. get my debts paid off and then <laughs> see where we're going to be at. Um, yep. maybe, yeah, this time, this time next year, I'm going to be turning 30 next year. in oh, just a baby. <laughs> um, um, and so I'm, I'm hoping that like when I turn 30, the pandemic will be over. I'll have my, all my debts paid off and I will be in a position to go like, okay, what is my life going to be now? When when's your birthday? By the way, if we it's March twenty second. March twenty second. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that's close to our anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> um, where can everyone find you? Yeah. Ooh, you can find me on Instagram at James Patrick Daily. Um, you can find me on Spotify and Apple Music. You can find my music, James Daily. Um, you can find me on Letterkenny. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Season 10 coming up. Um, oh, yeah. You can catch me on Working Moms. Um, yeah, that's probably it. 
Shaw mm. Festival. The Shaw and, uh, the Shaw <laughs> Festival. Yeah, how, how, how do they? Yeah, how do how do people find the Shaw Festival? I mean, I mean, you'd have to come visit Niagara, Niagara on the Lake to see some shows, but we might be trying to do some online performances as well this year, like everybody's doing. So, um, I don't know. Keep your eyes peeled. Maybe I'll. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'll share something with the uh, Harry and Now podcast if I've got Excellent. a performance coming up. That would be beautiful. That'd be cool. It's been a lot of fun chatting with you guys. Yeah, you know, I was I, I've been looking forward to chatting with you ever since asking you. I've been, I, I was getting nervous. A, he's got a get list. <laughs> I do, and but you I, were on the get list from like your first episode. Yeah, I was I'm, like, oh, I went. Oh. And 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 Greg, Greg will be next. Yes. I'm sure. Yes. So <laughs> if I can get a hold of him, tell him tell him we don't bite unless they want hard. <laughs> unless they ask Macy, I'll tell him he has uh, to do it. <laughs> I appreciate that. James, thank you so much. You're a beautiful human being, and oh, uh, we look forward to seeing everything that you're doing coming, going forward. Yeah. Thank you, Dean and Tiara. It's been such a pleasure, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Right. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.